This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Spot him a three goal lead. I agree this. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I don't know what it was. It just, you know, we, we felt internally here we gave him those three goals and you're down, you know, three nothing in the first to a really good hockey team. Three nothing down to anybody in this league is tough. So when you're down three nothing against these guys in their home building after you, we know that they've, you know, had won many games here in the last five, they're one, two, and two. We knew that it was going to be a tough task. I thought we did a good job of, um, you know, still working at it and getting looks, you know, big goal for our power play to get us going. But, you know, we can't be spotting teams three goal leads, especially in the first period. It was just some mental lapses, and um, they capitalized. Dylan DeMello there after the game. You heard that right here on 680 CJOB as the Jets uh, spotted. There's no other way to put it. Uh, the Dallas Stars, a three-goal lead. Dylan DeMello said that. I have to wholeheartedly agree. Um, and they went down, and the Stars held on, and they beat the Winnipeg Jets last night. <laughs> Uh, four to one. Sorry to be laughing. You're kind of like, well, this is what happened. Like, I, I can't. He it. I'm yeah. not dancing around it. That's what happened. This That's is, what the uh, game was. I like their second yada, yada, period. Yada, they lost the game. They had a great second period. I thought. I, I, yeah. like, if there's a positive there, I thought the Winnipeg Jets had a great second period. Uh, the third, I thought they started out slow. They got caught up in some in those penalty troubles. They were able to kill that five on three, and they just weren't able to find the game. That's it. Yeah, so to me, and I said, this is a big game, and and tomorrow against Carolina is a big game, and I want to give Dallas full credit. They looked like an absolute machine, and I've watched Dallas play uh, about six or seven times this year, and they have never looked that good. Give them credit. They are uh, they were a machine. Jake Ottinger's best game of the season, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but they took it to the Jets. And the Jets couldn't get anything going down the middle whatsoever. And and you heard Dylan DeMello talk about their record at home. They were just coming off a 5-1 loss in Colorado. And they uh, losers of the six team. of seven of their last little bit here, too. So and the reason I give them credit for, and, and maybe we're gonna talk about this because it's free for all Friday and all your takes are welcome. And I know we're getting close to trade deadline. And why I say this was two big games is kind of indicate what you need. But Adam Lowry. Just a beast. Out of the gate, mm-hmm. just, you know, right from the face-off, this is going to be a big physical affair. Here we go. Brendan Dillon absolutely hammers his check on the first shift. And then I thought Dallas was the more physical team. And Dallas is not a physical team. I think they're 31st or 32nd in hits per game. And they were out there. It was playoff hockey for Dallas. Yeah. And I thought the Jets, you know, that looked to me like a seven-game series game where the Jets lost. They Got, let it get away from him for one period. They came back in the second and then just couldn't muster anything into the third, which in the third, I thought Dallas did a really good job of not letting them come alive. But look, that's what it's going to take. This is a team that just acquired Chris Tanev. Um, their young players look really good and engaged last night. But the the thing to me is they look like they've been playing that way for 40 games this year, and they haven't. Yeah. Like, they've dialed it up, and I think that's what we've been talking about with the Jets, although 7-1 and one in their last eight, overtime Chicago, overtime Arizona. Cole Perfetti, we're going to get into names. you yep. got to dial it up. you got to get ready here. It's March 1st now, and how you play now will be indicative of how you play in the postseason. Uh, this texture says, and again, it's free-for-all Friday, fill up the phone lines, give us a call, 204-780-6868. Send us a text. This texture says, what needs to happen for the Jets to avoid Dallas in the first round? Well, win the Central Division. I just um, I hate those questions because no, no, so you've got to beat Dallas anyway. I, I know, but just uh, if the Jets draw Dallas first round, it'll be over fast. When the Jets 
beat the Oilers during the bubble year. They had an abysmal record against the Oilers that season, and they swept them. So let's forget about what happened. Those three games are in the past. Look towards April 11th when they play the, the Stars again. That might be a little bit bigger of an indicator as to how things are going to go if these team or when they meet in the playoffs. And your point about the Oilers that year, this is how I view it. Say that they sweep the season series, April 11th as well, they're 4-0. Yeah. and You think they're going to go 8-0 against the Jets this year? I don't think any team is going to go 8-0 against the Jets this year. But I do give Dallas full credit. If they play like that in the playoffs... They are going to be the toughest out in the West. Yep, two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Well, let's uh, well let's not. We'll, we'll just get right into it here. Cole Perfetti, uh, his turnover in the first period, uh, fairly early on, early on in that game. I went and watched it. I think four or five times uh, this morning, trying to cut Perfetti a little bit of slack uh, on that play, thinking maybe Vladislav Nemestikov was supposed to tighten up and and get back to help him out a little bit. Um, no, no, uh, Perfetti's either got to eat that hit there or he's got to get the puck up the boards. You can't just be putting the puck in a spot, um, where it just gets corralled like that by the stars and bam, bam, it's in the back of the net. Yeah. I mean, he's fighting it. And after the goal went you can, in, you, you can just see the, the body language. You, 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 and, you see him on the bench too, Jim. Like he's, 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 he's in one right now. He's trying to find a way out of there, but his, you can see it on his, in his demeanor. So, and this isn't a knock on Perfetti come playoff time, no matter who they acquire. I have him in the lineup. I think you have to look somewhere else. Top six. I think if you can, and this is no disrespect for Iofalo. I think he's played well up there. Mm -hmm. I think if you can get another skilled forward in here at a relatively inexpensive price and every price is going to be expensive. I think you do it. Yeah, here I go again. This texture says, make Cole Perfetti part of a trade package for a D-man or a forward that can contribute. He's 22 years old, everybody. You will regret that Hang trade, I'm telling on. you right now. Jeez, Louise, give cut him some a little bit of slack. He hasn't played well. There's no doubt about it, but we're giving up on Perfetti now. No, 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 no. Nick and is that, on. that deal could happen because there's a, a ton of teams out there that will give you a fourth defenseman for Cole Perfetti <laughs> like that. I promise uh, you. Nick's on the line, 204-780-6868 on Free For All Friday. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? Great, great. Thanks so much for calling, hey, man. Nick. What's what's up? Uh, the Jets need some more bigger defensemen because come playoff time, it's going to be a heavier game that's played, not this figure skating game that they're playing right now. Well, do they need bigger ones or do they need to play better? And to your point, though, Neil, need- Pion- Neil Pionk had Pawlowski wrapped up. And he still got his stick out there. Like I, that wasn't people look at Pionk and his size there. He had him wrapped up and Pavolsky. That's just what Pavolsky does. Yeah. But they got to start hitting, banging them around, not wrapping them up. Okay. All right, Nick. Well, I appreciate it. I, I think, I think Dallas was some more physicality uh, on the blue. Yeah. Line. I think Dallas was the more physical team. And I agree with that. Thanks for the call, Nick. I appreciate it. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, call the show, get in on free for all Friday. This texture says guys give Dallas, uh, uh, Dallas gave the Jets a dose of playoff hockey and we couldn't handle it. Appleton giveaway resulted in a Dallas goal. Perfetti giveaway uh, in our end. Yeah, Perfetti. Uh, Appleton got stripped on that puck on that third goal um, in the first period. Uh, Perfetti giveaway in our end resulted in Dallas goal. Lowry can't carry this team by himself. We need more grit. Uh, someone who plays on the edge. That one from Fraser. Um, like, I... I just think they need to get back to the game when they were dominating five on five. I don't think it's any more additions. I think Sean Monahan has been a great addition to this team. Maybe bring in another depth 
you know, uh, and I, I think where I'm totally open to the conversation of a top six forward or a middle six forward. Um, but in terms of needing more grit, I don't know. We, we, you know, Adam Lowry, Brendan Dillon, they got a lot of guys on this team that have a lot of passion in, in that respect, Jim. I'm not so sure that, I mean, everybody wants to add grit at the playoff deadline, but is that something the Jets are struggling with? Do they not have enough grit? I don't know if they don't have enough grit. They had plenty against Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I, I, and again, I don't, Dallas, I haven't seen them play that good all year. So, but I think grit is, is funny, right? Because come playoff time, I think, I don't know. I, I don't think with Brendan Dillon and Dillon Sandberg and uh, I, I, I think they, what you said, their five on five play is what they need to get back to and their quick exits out of their own zone. And if you look at the goals last night, the exits out of their own zone with Perfetti, uh, Appleton getting chased down and checked from behind at center, move, move the puck and and be accurate with it and take care of the puck. I thought their puck management last night and the turnovers, but that's, you know, Dallas. Avoidable stuff too, Jim, the second goal. I mean, it was a horrible line change. And then all of a sudden yeah. you have you have Shifley, Velarde, and Kyle Connor out there. But um, the point of this is is like in the playoffs, a, a special teams goal can be the difference. A period can be the difference. I didn't hate their second, and I, I thought Dallas period. did a really good job in the third of. And and some people might go, "What are the positives in that game?" Well, I think the positives are they didn't give up another goal in two periods other than the empty netter. Um, but they needed to to play better, and they needed to be a little bit heavier, but. I mean, Brendan Dill and Adam Lowry, are you are you taking a whole bunch of guys out to play him with just big guys? Or Mark Shifley's a big dude. Yeah. Gabe Velarde is a big dude. Yeah. And and they do stuff around the net. Uh you have your Kyle Connors and your Nick Ehlers, but look at that third line. Alex Ifalo's a gritty player too, man. Alex Ifalo. I don't think they need more grit or size. I think they just need to play the system that they've been successful with, which is more difficult now because of the time of the year. Well, and take what you did in the second period. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yes. That's what happened. I mean, well, that was a game turno- where, Take yeah. away those two turnovers, and it's it's 1-1. Dallas was good last night. I'm not going to take that away from them. They were a dang good team, and they capitalized on it. The Jets didn't get enough traffic in front of the net. If they were putting pucks on Jake Ottinger, it was usually from the side and pucks that he could track down um, in some of their better looks that they had. And Dallas did a great job on that, but you spotted him three goals. And by That's the way, what happened. Connor Hellebuck was sensational last he night. He was absolutely outstanding. If you have him in the playoffs and have a bad period, I mean, I know it didn't work out last night, but yeah. um, but that's that's what I think is is you you get back to the play, limit your puck man or not limit it, have your puck management, limit your turnovers. But I, I even with that, even with the limited turnovers and stuff, I still felt Dallas outplayed the Jets. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Free for all Friday, fill up the phone lines, 204. Free for all. 780-6868. Thanks for the call, Nick. Uh, thanks for the call, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get uh, some more of you guys on for sure. Um, let's take a break. More time for your guys' calls and text messages as the show goes on. Um, but, uh, something else has happened that we've seen before in the national hockey league. Is this as Rustin Cole said in, in true detective quoting Frederick Nietzsche time is a flat circle. Is that what we're seeing here? Time is a flat circle, man. We'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. All right. All right. All right. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Well, Darren Dreger put this out uh, on Twitter. 
Oh, Darren Dreger's going to be joining us on Monday. Monday. Darren Dreger. The Dregs. In, in NHL Insider, one of the best in the business. Uh, uh, Darren Dreger will be joining us on Monday, so don't miss that show. But he said, uh, Mark Stone, out for the rest of the regular season, questionable for the Stanley Cup playoffs. He said, you can be certain Kelly McCrimmon will be utilizing his uh, cap space. Nine and as a half, I, is it? Nine? Uh, as I said, time is a flat circle, in the words of True Detective's Rustin Cole. Uh, you buying any of this, Jim Toth? I Look, anytime Mark Stone is injured, I, I know he's got a really bad back. He's had two surgeries on it. I do have a problem with the fact that he couldn't play the last game of the regular season, but four days later could suit up in the playoffs. I, I just I don't think four days when it comes to a back injury is the difference. I don't think that the day the regular season ended and then two days after that it was okay, but two days prior he wasn't. But could I color uh, could I color Jim Toth shocked? If he's ready for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs coming up? There's two things here. Are you asking me if I think Mark Stone is hurt? Yes, I do. Do I think it's extremely convenient that he's hurt and going to take the rest of the year off and maybe into the playoffs? Yes, I do. Okay. That's all I'm asking. But I, I do agree. think he's hurt. I do think he's... But, I mean, they're going to... $9 million. He's definitely Cam, hurt. They're not getting away with that. Think of a $6 million forward you could acquire and then maybe a D-man for three. We'll be right back. More free-for-all Friday on the other side. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, we're hoping that he's can play tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, all the guys that missed practice today, they'll be game time decisions. Okay. Is that, I mean, yesterday you weren't sure about Gabriel. Is he just woke up feeling better? Or? No, not necessarily. So we'll see how he feels tomorrow. Rick Bonus, Velarde uh, providing an update. We'll see if he'll play tomorrow. Game time decision for Velarde. Uh, Monahan, Ehlers, and Appleton also didn't skate and are in that sort of game time decision. Uh, category that group that the coach referencing of the guys that did not practice today. Um, yeah, so we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But uh, thanks for Kelly Moore throwing that in there, grabbing that little bit of audio, providing that update because one of the first questions we read to deal with was Rob saying, What happened to Velarde? So I don't know particularly what happened, upper body injury, but he might be playing tomorrow morning. On social media, somebody reached out last night after I put the final score out and said, What is Velarde benched or injured? I got to plug 680 CJOB. I go, I'm literally listening to the post-game show on 680 CJOB to find out. And then Ken Weeb asked the question. He said he's dealing with an upper body. God damn it, you're good. Me? Yeah. I didn't do it. I was just listening. No, I'm just saying. Like, oh, how I plug the station. Yeah. Yeah. I, was I find out, I, I work that in around and stuff. Like sometimes I'm at parties and people are like, hey, do you know what the weather's like tomorrow? And I'm like, well, actually 680 CJOB told me I work that in. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Free for all Friday. <laughs> Gord's on the line. Hey, Gord. What's up? What's on? Arlington Bridge. Well, I heard on 680. <laughs> What's going on, Gord? Hey, you guys. How hey, are Gord. you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling. Hey, I'm uh, 68 years old. I've uh, been a sports geek since I was 10 years old. I remember the 65 Bombers Great Cup, uh, Kenny Plain. But uh, uh, so, I, you know, I, I'm just wondering, did you guys notice number 11 for Dallas last night? Yeah, yeah, he Stan scored. Coven. We yeah. were just talking about him in the break. All, all five foot old. eight, all five foot eight, one hundred and seventy-one pounds of him. Yeah, I saw him. You know who he reminds me of? A young Brendan Gallagher. I mean, Gallagher has been one of these guys for seven, eight years with Montreal. A shit disturber in front of the net. Hey, yeah, sorry, come Gord. on, Gord. Gord, I got to leave. Got to leave you there, buddy. Uh, we got Gerald on the line. Hey, Gerald. Thanks for the call, Gord. But you can't use language yeah, like that I on the radio. Yeah, can't say that, buddy. Sorry. Uh, hey, Gerald. Hey, I won't swear. 
Thanks. Uh, the, uh, the thing is, uh, I would say is that we've got a lot of great players. We just need them to play. And like yesterday, it was like the defense went home instead of playing in Dallas. And they got to get at it. And uh, just work hard, play, play smart, and don't give it away. And uh, I'm a little disappointed in the defense because I think – you know, uh, Nate Schmidt and uh, Pion can play better, and yeah. they just got to figure it out. You know, <laughs> when we talk about adding, I totally agree with you. I, I don't know that there's a player – I mean, you always want to add depth. If you can find a player like you have and that's going to be help you and you can, you know, yeah. move them down, great. But I agree with you. I, I look at this team in last night's game, and I just think they can play better because we've seen them play well, better. I just, yes, and, and I think it was like – they had a case of the stupids, and uh, they uh, just need to play better and and like focus, focus, focus. Yeah. And and uh, they're they're in. We're playing, having too much time in our own end, and we got to get the puck up so that we can get Monahan or Shifley or Kyle Connor, whatever, to score. But we got to move the puck up, and they got to move quicker because Dallas moved real quick yesterday. And we got outplayed that way, and that's why our defense looked sloppy and not ready to go. They also did a good job of not letting the Jets do anything down the middle of the ice. Totally. No, uh, no. They I'll... couldn't get anything yeah. going. So they have big bodies, right? Like Monaghan, Shifley, um, yeah. Adam Lowry, obviously, Nita Ryder, those, yeah. those guys. Yeah. But they just wouldn't allow them down the ice. And I agree with you. You know what I'd like to do with this game is I people say, hopefully you don't play Dallas in the first round. First round or third round, I don't care. I would like to see, like, if this was game one of a seven-game series, I'd love to see the Jets' response in game two. I would, like, I, and maybe that's what we're going to see in Carolina, right? Like, that's yeah. that's what um, the point Christian O'Malley said on the post-game show last night, gentlemen, was, you know, it, we I love to see how a team responds, and, and this will be a good response from, from the Jets tomorrow in Carolina. Thanks so much for the call, Gerald. I appreciate Thanks, Gerald. it. Really appreciate the call. Great call, buddy. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Reynolds on the line. Hey, Reynolds. Hi there. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Reynolds. What, what's up, buddy? What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk about the Jets' uh, overall play against Dallas. Um, what I could see is Jets played Dallas three times. Everybody okay, Reynolds? Is that a parrot? Do you have a yeah, parrot it, in the background? It, it, no, no, no. I'm, I work at a school, so. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, well, that the, makes just sense. Just let them fight. Go ahead, Gerald. <laughs> Reynolds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you know what I'm just saying is, you know what, I saw the Jets uh, play Dallas twice here at home and, of course, last night. And from what I can see, I'm not a hockey expert, but I've been around hockey a lot in my life. And what I can see is the Jets are being outmanned physically. Dallas is bigger, faster, stronger on the puck. And we're close, but I have a feeling that if we meet Dallas in the playoffs, it, they could give us trouble. And I, I know everybody says, well, look what we did against Edmonton a couple of years ago. We went 0-4, and, and then we beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, Dallas is big and strong, and we need to size up physically, uh, especially the battle along the wall. And, uh, yeah, when the hitting starts, that's my concern. Are the Jets physically capable of handling Dallas? Well, Reynolds, I think, I think that they can beat Dallas. I think Dallas is a better team and I, and I know I said earlier on in the show that, you know, they had a dismal wreck. I was just trying to make a point in terms of, you know, records in the regular season don't always uh, end up, you know, uh, leading to results uh, in the playoffs. But um, 
I think Dallas is a better team than Edmonton was back then. Dallas is Absolutely. a team that if the five on five special teams, um, if they if Jake Ottinger and and Scott Wedgwood and Ned for them have kind of been their weakness. Like it's been it's been them trying to get a save. That's what's kind of been sinking the Dallas Stars and why they've they've I, they certainly haven't struggled. Um, but why they haven't been the best team in the league, I think by by and far here. But I I, I just well, and Ottinger wasn't tested that much. I don't want to take anything away from him. That's the best game in the seven or eight I've seen yeah. him play. That's the best game he's had all year. But also there was nothing down the middle. And yeah. the, the Stars did a great thing. Um, I'm with you, Reynolds. Like I, at the start of the year, had Dallas uh, um, unseating Colorado for the division, and I had Winnipeg in third. I, and that's before Stan Coven was on this roster. Um, you know where the talk is going to lead to after the trade deadline is if Stan Coven can come in and do this with Dallas, what can Rutger McGordy do? Yeah, and or, I think or they're 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 Nikita e- equally or- as skilled. Um, and McGordy, I think, is the same, like a bigger player that doesn't mind physicality. Um, it's just interesting. I don't think that conversation will fire up until his season's done, but also until the Jets get past the trade deadline. But I'm with you, Reynolds. Uh, on paper, I don't think it's a, a a big of a distance as some, but I do think Dallas has the better team right now. Rucker McGordy, 27 games in the Big Ten with the University of Michigan, 40 points, 12 goals. Thanks so much for the call, Reynolds. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. My uh, my favorite. You go call- break up that fight now. Yeah, my, my favorite callers are the guys who take time out of their busy schedule. They're they're yeah. at work, they're sneaking off into an office. I like and the people who call and go. I have to whisper because my <laughs> boss is looking at uh, me. Hey Rob, how's it going? Welcome to Free Fall Friday. How you doing? Hey, thanks guys. I just wanted to make a comment that I thought last night um, the Mestikov's game was probably one of the best games that he's played all year. Uh, right from the onset, he seemed to have a bit of an edge to him. There was a stoppage in one of the in front of one of the nets where he grabbed somebody and kind of tossed him aside. Uh, he was uh, forechecking well. He was skating well, um, you know, and he was re- rewarded with a goal. Um, and I think that, you know, what uh, what may have to happen down the road is is we get a few more guys playing with that little bit of an edge to them, and that he continues to play with the edge that he played with last night. Comments on that? Well, and to that point, Rob, I'll point out Mark Shifley's game in Vancouver two weeks ago. I mean, that was his best game I've seen him ever as a Jet. And he's had a lot of great games for this organization, but he was physical. He took a hit, but he was also giving out hits. He was standing up for guys in front of the net. He was given just as much as he was getting. Yeah, That's why I go back to the previous caller who said if we play better. I, again, um, the engagement level was through the roof for Dallas last night. Yeah. The engagement level for the Jets started in the second period. It started on the drop of the puck in that first shift, but then from there I thought Dallas took it over, and then I it was about equal in the second period and, and third period. But I, if you can get guys, and I think by playoff time, it's it, they get they don't have to get geared up. It's geared up time. I think you'll see a little bit better effort from the Jets overall. Thanks for the call, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. But yeah. Domestikov was a, I mean, he's a guy that. He doesn't, he's one of those, he's so uh, rock solid yeah. in terms of, you know what you're going to get from him every single game. Yeah. There's no, he's he's a but, straight but as but an arrow. you know arrow. what I'm saying? Like, I, I think Rob and maybe some other callers have referenced it. Like, Adam Lowry was ready to go. Yeah. He's always in games like this. There are games where Adam Lowry isn't like he was last night. Yeah. 
but that's the level of the game. Whatever the game demands, Adam Lowry's there for it. Was and it? I thought Nemestikov, to, to Rob's point, was, mm-hmm. was the same. Yeah. And, and I think some other time, like the other thing about that game is that first period, I'm like, this is like a playoff game. It's end to end. Yeah. And, and that's what I thought. I go, this is going to end poorly for the team who has turnovers. Because yeah. this is like a playoff pace and game. And I mean, the team that had turnovers was down 3 nothing. Well, they made mistakes. The, the Stars didn't make mistakes. That was the difference in the first period, and then that set the tone for the rest of the game. I almost had a sneeze. I was trying to – I got a sneeze just locked locked and loaded here. It just doesn't want to show up. Jerry, you're on uh, Free For All Friday. Uh, I'll try not to sneeze in your Hi, ear, Jerry. though, but thanks for calling. That's okay. You can sneeze. Um, I got two questions for you. <laughs> thanks, I agree. Thanks for giving me permission. I appreciate that, Jerry. When is when are the Jets going to sign Rick Bonus for for uh, or give him an extension on his contract? That's number one. Mm. And number two, you guys keep referring to the Jets playing like they did in Vancouver. Why aren't they playing like they did in Vancouver? It's time they opened up their their. Uh, their heads and started playing that way. Well, yeah. that was that was kind of what I was hoping for. You know, it was against Chicago's and the Arizona's, and yeah, they picked up wins. They picked up wins in overtime. Um, but you know what? I just think they you saw the response in the second period. That was how they played in Vancouver. But it was just it was those mistakes in. I mean, I, I don't know how many more ways I can say it. It, it was just the mistakes added up. So I can. I think you. Can, we'll get to your Rick Bonus question. Just yeah, after this. Jerry. I think most people can understand. Um, you know, you're not going to get up for a game in Chicago or a game. And I know it sounds ridiculous, and we all say if we were playing the game, we'd love every game and stuff. But it's yeah. you're not going to be up for the Vancouver game like you were or or up for the Chicago-Anaheim game. Yeah, That's why yesterday was a little – and I'm with you on this point, Jerry. It is go time. And they've fiddled around to a 7-1 and one in their last eight, a couple overtime wins against some very bad teams. Yeah, I think yesterday is the wake-up. I don't even think they needed a wake-up call, but it was the proof to stamp. It's go time. It's March. Teams are coming. We got to be ready night in, night out. And I'm interested to see tomorrow. Yeah, another issue with with last night's game. Uh, they had a great second period. You go into the third period, and it's like you just needed a, you see the goal, and then you're right within striking distance. You're one shot away. I didn't like their third period. They got caught up in yeah. they, they got caught up in penalty issues, and they could just never found that. Next level, I thought Dallas controlled the third. The other thing that well. made me think it was a playoff game, and I'm not one biased or the other. Dallas yeah. got away with more. Winnipeg got away with more. But the start of that game, like Jamie Ben, horse tackles whoever, no call. I mean, there was just things going on. I'm like, okay, this is a free for all. Like, and then the penalties that the Jets did get, those were legitimate penalties. Like, those are hooking, and that's Iafalo and stuff. But the first 10 minutes, I'm like, is anything going to get called tonight? Like, this is playoff mode already. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate the call, man. And, and for Rick Bonus, I oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick, I think it's I think it's up to Rick. I, I think Rick made a two-year commitment, and I think he's going to evaluate it. I don't know this, but I, I would think that they're probably going to have discussions. But I never thought Rick would be here prior after the two years. Otherwise, he would have had a three-year deal like every other head coach. Yeah. So I think this offseason is when it's done, if it's done. And if it is done, it's because Rick wants to coach another year at the age of 70. And if Rick decides that he doesn't want to coach another year in the National Hockey League, I think Scott Arneal is probably at the very, very tippy-top of the options for the Winnipeg Jets if moving forward Brad for the next Lauer head coach. or Marty Johnson, I would hand in my resume and go, can you at least consider this? <laughs> no disrespect to Arneal. Th- th- thanks, Jerry. I appreciate I it. it I really job. appreciate the call, Jerry. Great call. Two 04-780-6868. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Got some more text messages. One texter says, pump the brakes before you jump on me, JT. Cam, hold them back. What does this texter have to say? Well, I'll tell you what. 
tell you what it is when we return. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Free-for-all Friday. Free-for-all. Favorite day of the week for Winnipeg Jets fans. I'm just going to... It's my favorite day of the week, too. I'm just going to say it. It's the favorite day of the week for Winnipeg Jets fans here in the city. Free-for-all Friday here on 680-CJOB, the radio home of the Winnipeg Jets. The Carolina game, real odd start. Uh, 9 a.m. pregame show, 11.30. It's a morning game. It's a morning game. Yeah. Well, in our time zone, it's 12.30 there in the east, but... Yeah, but 11.30 in the morning? What am I at a junior high basketball tournament? Got to play at 11.30 after my 9 o'clock game? What about lunch, Dad? (laughs) Ted texts the show. He goes, JT, pump the brakes before you jump on me. Cam, hold him back. You don't go after Ted, man. Uh, Ted says, if Perfetti is such a desirable player, surely other teams see his value and trade him for a D-man as backup if we lose Dylan in the summer. If no one else thinks he's worth anything, maybe we should wake up and smell the coffee. We've had other bad draft picks in the past. Time to move on or trade for a box or tape and a stick bag. I think, Ted, I hope you're being a little bit dramatic and saying the tape and the bag of sticks. I hope you're being a little dramatic. Ted... He had 30 points in 40-some games, and then he had a now a 17-game slump. It's a bad slump. So if you want to trade him for a D-man, do it in the summer. Why are you doing it now? If if Dylan leaves, then you can do it for a D-man in the summer. I just, the trading of, I'm, I I promise all of you who, who are upset with me defending um, trading Cole Perfetti, come to me in two years. You will regret this. He will be a 50-point player minimum. And he'll be in the top six. He's struggling right now. He's had a great start to the season. And he's going through a slump. And you can tell by his body language and that. And that he will he will be a better player getting through this. I would not trade Cole Perfetti right now. Unless it's like for a top six forward with term coming back for the next two years. But I just, um, I see the same struggles. Don't get me wrong. I see the, the he's fighting it and the body language and the moving of the feet and everything else. But if you traded Cole Perfetti right now, you would regret it. He will be a 60-point minimum player going forward in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's no reason to give up on Cole Perfetti right now. There just isn't. And um, the best part about it is he's not sitting here going, woe is me. He's not sitting here going, well, now I'm on the fourth line. How am I going to score? He's literally telling us, so you know that that's how he's feeling, is I've, I, I'm going through, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, I'm fighting it. Yeah. And I'm going to do everything I can to help and stuff. Like, he's got the right attitude, he's got, but every player, think of Mark Shifley in his first full year. Think of Kyle Connor this year when he came back from injury. Yeah. We're not giving up on anybody. Just, let's just hold back. 22-year-old. Uh, this texter says, Quit Uncle Tim. rating Perfetti. Uh, okay, on. he's a top 10 pick. Who had 30 points in 40-some games. Uncle Tim texts the show. He says, I love each of you. However, to allege that I think the Jets can beat Dallas has no basis in evidence. They can't beat Dallas once, let alone four times in seven games. And though I love Coach Rick to not sit and bench 91 Culver Fetty for the remainder of the first period for a br- brutal junior hockey-like giveaway was sad. This team cannot defeat Dallas, and therefore, with respect, the GM must ta- make changes for the trade deadline to try and improve the team. Otherwise, it's a first-round appearance and pack the golf gear. That from Uncle Tim. Uh, Dallas is the one team that can't beat this year. 
You want to hear the teams that they have beaten this year? Well, Jim, I pulled this stat, okay, and it was um, the record versus teams below them in the standings. The Jets have beaten 81.7% of an 81% win rate, um, uh, and that's first in the league. Okay, so they're winning games that they should be winning, and they're also winning games that they shouldn't be winning. And last year, they beat Dallas twice. Out of three meetings. Dallas has their number this year, but the previous two games that were going into last night, they had beaten them by one goal, right? I think it was an overtime game and one goal. Yeah. Uh, so this is via Bob Irving, our good friend Bob Irving. Of the 16 teams currently above the playoff line, the Jets have beaten Boston, Colorado twice, Carolina, Vancouver, Edmonton, Detroit, Tampa, Florida in Florida. Well, no, here. Kings and Nashville. They can't solve Dallas. They beat Bob's right. They can't solve Dallas. They've had two one goal games. And then last night, but they've beaten already Boston, Colorado, Carolina, Vancouver, Edmonton, Detroit, Tampa, Florida, and the Kings. Do you know how confident I am that the Winnipeg jets, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot and they play the Winnipeg jets hockey's Rick bonus says we got to go. But listen, I'm I'm guaranteeing a win on April 11th. I'm doing it right conversation now. Conversation on Monday, depending on how they play I'm tomorrow against Carolina. Guaranteeing a win against on April 11th against the Stars. Guaranteeing, guaranteeing it. Thank you, you very can't much. Put a bounty on a man. Thanks head. very much, Tyson Rookie, for for producing the show. Jim, take all the way until three o'clock. Back. Thanks I'm for the time. calls, everyone. I'll be back on Monday. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.